Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast for Timer Network. This is BRN AM for Thursday, February 8th, 2024. And our top story today, signs of hearing loss in children. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Regina Zappi is with the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Regina, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is a, a great conversation. I'm sure a lot of parents out there, uh, their ears really perked up about this when we're talking about hearing loss in children. My first question to you is how pervasive is hearing loss in children when you look in, at America in particular? Is there a lot of hearing loss among kids and does it vary by age? That is a great question. So um, in the newborn stage, uh, three out of a thousand children um, every year will be born with hearing loss. But as the uh, child grows and by the six to 18 year old range, we're actually seeing hearing loss at 15%. So uh, hearing loss is actually uh, much more common than one might think in childhood. Yeah. And, and uh, at birth, I, I would imagine that there could be a, a number of factors that impact uh, whether or not you have a hearing deficiency. Does that come through like a, a birth defect or a genetic defect? Or is it something that maybe parents do with maybe a loud TV playing? That, that's a great question. So um, a lot of the hearing loss that's present at birth um, can be linked uh, to a genetic factor. Um, we're very lucky in the US that we have a universal newborn hearing screening. So every baby that's born should have a newborn hearing screening um, at the hospital. And if they don't pass that screening, then they're referred on further diagno diagnosis. Um, it is possible that uh, during that newborn hearing screening that the baby does uh, fail the screen but might not necessarily have a hearing loss. And that's why it's really important to go for that follow-up. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, you know, with a newborn or a young child, they don't have the communication skills yet that <laughs> an adult does. Uh, so at least some of us. <laughs> some of us, maybe it's kind of debatable. But how do you, is it that screening, is that the only way to figure out um, you know, there was a movie Ghostbusters too, and one one scene, Bill Murray does this, or maybe it was uh, uh, Harold Ramis. I don't remember their character did this and this to test a newborn's hearing. Uh, but I imagine it's a lot more detailed. Is that the only way really to detect? You're not going to have a conversation with a with a, a baby on on whether or not they are uh, are deficient in hearing. Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, again, in that newborn stage, we do have that newborn screen. Um, after the newborn stage, it gets a little trickier. Which state you're in, some states require um, a school screening, and some states it's optional. So it's really um, one of the you know greatest powers that the parents have is knowing their child best. And so if you're if the if you're a parent and you're seeing some signs um, that there might be some hearing loss, then um, letting your pediatrician know that you uh, have some concerns and they'll likely uh, refer you to an audiologist. Um, an audiologist is trained uh, to do different types of hearing tests with kids. So you're right, you're not going to be able to ask a baby, hey, can you hear that? Um, so the screening test for a baby is usually one um, where uh, the audiologist um, put something in their ear and the ear is able to respond and the audiologist can record that. As they get older, there's something called 
uh, visual reinforcement audiometry, where there are actually some toys that light up um, and the child is taught to uh, move their head around in response. So depending on their age, and the audiologist has uh, able to get that information. And I think that's one of um, also a difference definitely with um, adult hearing loss where, you know, in a hearing difference, an adult can go into an audiologist's office and raise their hand uh, when they hear a beep, um, not quite the same with a kid. So the audiologist is really especially trained to get that information. Let's talk for a second and then I will go to a commercial break because on the back end, I want to talk about detecting the signs and what parents can look for outside of these tests, which are obviously very important part of the screening done for newborns. Let's talk about uh, young adults. What is the leading cause of their hearing loss or young adults? I mean, older children that can verbally communicate, they're in school, because that would have an impact on their ability to learn, at least in, in, in a traditional learning environment. So what, what is basically the root cause of that if it hasn't been detected at birth? Yeah, so it is still possible that there is a genetic component where the hearing loss is just manifesting itself uh, when the child is older. Another um, another thing that we are seeing now is also a lot more kids and young adults that are getting hearing loss from what we call noise induced hearing loss. So listening uh, to their hear to their um, personal listening devices really loud just being in a loud environment. So thinking about kids who uh, take the subway every day, that can be pretty loud. Uh, so there could be a lot of uh, hearing loss that we're finding in the, in the older childhood population and early adulthood that could actually be caused by noise. Yeah, and, and they play video games. And a lot of times you see them, they're immersed uh, in the video game, talking to their buddies, got the headphones on. I, I would imagine they're playing it probably maybe a little bit too loud. Good, good, gone are the days of the Atari 2600. Regina, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some tips to help you detect hearing loss in your child. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN.
the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Regina Zappi of the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Regina, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Absolutely. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, we're going to do kind of a light, I don't know, lightning round. This is the second time we've, we've done this. But, you know, you talked in the first segment, Regina, about the newborn testing. Um, but what about, let's just say you get that done, everything's cheery, A-OK. Talk about the parents uh, or the guardians, you know, sometimes the parents are not there. The guardians, what can they do to detect the hearing loss in a young child who, as we have established, doesn't have the ability to communicate, um, at least in verbally with words? Yeah, so some signs to look out for is if you uh, call your child's name and, you know, first, second time they, they don't answer you, that's uh, that could be a sign that there might be some hearing concerns going on. Um, another sign, too, would be turning up the TV or their listening devices a little bit too loud that you feel uncomfortable. If you're feeling uncomfortable, there's probably something that needs to be looked into a little further. Um, another thing, too, is if you're having a conversation with them and they respond with something completely different, um, then uh, definitely getting a, their hearing checked out would be a good idea. And I just want to mention some other ones that might not come to mind as easily. So um, a sign of hearing loss could be something called tinnitus, which is ringing in the ear. And for children, it might be a little bit harder because they might not have that vocabulary to tell you what it is. So they might say something funny like I, you know, I hear some bees buzzing in my ear or some popcorn pop. Really any foreign sounds that they're hearing in their ear, that's a sign for you to go ahead and get their hearing checked. And lastly, um, academic performance. So if they're doing really well in school and suddenly now they're having trouble, usually when something like that happens, the parent and the teacher try to figure out what's going on with the child and sometimes hearing uh, is actually missed. So if something like that is going on, definitely make sure that uh, hearing is on that checklist too. Yeah, really, really important um, to, you know, I think it's a balance, right? Because, you know, parents, there are helicopter parents who everything is a problem. Again, not a parent, but you know, we've all heard the stories. Um, you can kind of overreact, but but getting that hearing test to me um, that's something probably that's covered by family medical insurance from time to time, right? So if you go to an audi audiologist, you know, not maybe not every year, but I know at my age and in, in my 50s, that's covered by my insurance uh, that I pay. I would imagine something similar for a child uh, to be diagnosed. Yes. Um, usually a hearing test a year should be covered. Um, a great way to kind of assure that the process goes smoothly is going um, to your child's pediatrician first you have some concerns and having the pediatrician refer you over to an audiologist. That way there's documentation um, from the pediatrician that it was like, it was medically recommended. Um, just, just to be absolutely sure, but you're right. Usually a hearing test at least once a year, especially if there are concerns are usually should be covered by insurance. Let's play it through. Let's establish that there is a challenge with someone's hearing at a young age at a adolescent age and even adulthood, what what can you do? Uh, all is not lost if you can. I mean, there are so many technologies available from the over-the-counter to the, to the uh, prescriptive hearing aids to cochlear implants. I mean, there are a plethora of opportunities to restore hearing at least almost to 100%. 
Yeah, so early identification is so key, especially in childhood. So in childhood, the um, children are learning, they're learning language, they're learning in school. So you really want to make sure that they're having the best um, access um, so if there is a hearing concern, again, going uh, through your pediatrician, getting uh, to an audiologist's office based on your hearing loss and configuration and cause, um, the audiologist would work with your pediatrician, maybe an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and be able to tell the parent what the different choices are. The choices could be a hearing aid, it could be a cochlear implant, and it all really depends on the child. Um, one thing I will say is that over-the-counter hearing aids are out now. Um, they are for adults. They are yeah. not for children. Um, there's a lot of different uh, reasons why, but just remember that um, if there is a concern about a child's hearing, again, pediatrician, audiologist, and not over-the-counter hearing aids. The kid needs a lot more uh, specialty care, and over-the-counter hearing aids are really made for adults. Yeah, a really, really good point. Uh, Regina, we're going to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest? Someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives? Check out our latest content? Then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN AM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.